Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Uh, And I'm a different face than what you're typically expecting. My name is Sabrina Wright. And I'm your guest host today, and I would like to thank Dr. Pat for this opportunity to share with you one of my most, uh, I guess you could say it's the conversation I have with most people. I want to introduce myself if you're not familiar with me. I'm a holistic health and wellness advocate. I'm a consultant and a counselor. I'm an encourager and an educator and a therapist all in the wellness field. I've been practicing for uh, 17 years and work with a lot of integrative medical professionals. And what I have found is that the best way to approach health, healing, happiness, life is to approach whole person care. So that means body, mind, and spirit. When I'm working with clients, I found that in every single case, no matter how they find me or what brings them to me, that physical health and well-being is the most important factor to address. And everyone is unique in their experience and their challenge and their struggle with health. So there's really no single strategy that works. It's not a cookie cutter type of uh, answer. So what we do is we work together to make shifts, lifestyle changes and choices, and shift even the mind and the beliefs and the thoughts that you have And we work at changing those factors and components of your health so that you can live a healthy, happy, vibrant, and vital life. So today we're talking about long-term implications of self-care. Whether you practice self-care or you don't practice self-care. And what does it truly mean to have self-care? And you're probably asking, well, how do I even know what it looks like in my life? Again, it's different for every single individual. And today, this topic is is near and and close to my heart. And I'm going to be asking for some input and insight from not only my producer, Jacob, but also from my... uh, Benny, how do I, Benny, Benny, how do do I, how do I introduce you? Well, you could address me as however you wish. I mean, if you want to just do the solo name, like Prince, share, I can go by just Benny if you want. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Make it simple for everybody. All right. So we're going to be talking. We're going to open the phone lines too, because I, this is really an important conversation to have. So first and foremost, Thank you, Dr. Pat and Transformation Talk Radio and KKNW for the opportunity to have this conversation with you all, to show up and create thoughts and hopefully perspective shifts, small perspective shifts, so that we can work individually and collectively and together in happiness, health, vitality through self-care. So the phone lines are open, 1-800-930-2819. Please call in with your questions, your comments, share some challenges, share your wins. What are some things that you're doing that have been a shift, especially during this last year, that have 
improved your life. So to start out the hour here, Jacob and Benny, you're, you're men. And typically our society or even our health environment markets toward women. And self-care is a universal community type of experience. And it needs to be individualized as well. Mm -hmm. Do you have self-care? Do you, do you even know what your self-care is? I know for me, self-care, I'll, I can start things off. This is Benny. And, you know, I do a lot of giving back for others already. And I still continue to do that on a daily basis. And I think I've been obviously doing that for the last 20 years on the air and radio here. If I don't, it kind of frustrates me. It really is. So honestly, my self-care is still giving back. And it's, it's a struggle actually for me to accept rather than give. So I try to frame that around as much as possible, even though it's kind of like what I do anyways. But um, it is a challenge for, I will speak to for myself, for men in general, as you know, and we're not as open to the fact, but that would be a start for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you, what do you find replenishes and refreshes your spirit? Oh boy. Uh, let's see here. A lot of like, so, I mean, of course what I do, it's a lot of, sometimes it can be like a, a hurry up and then there's just like the lull. Usually after the lull. I, I really want to kind of separate myself and kind of just tinker on things. I'm a big tinkerer. I, I have built cars in the past, and I still continue to tinker with that kind of stuff. That brings my self-care mind down to a grounded level and for, for just to slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it, it calms me. I have a lot of patience with it. Raising my two boys, <laughs> I mean, if I couldn't get any more calmer than that or at least attempt to <laughs> – it, it, it stretches my patience a little, but I'm, I, I enjoy it there as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And there you've got exercise and movement and creativity and right. fun. And that's wonderful. Yeah. Which you've heard Dr. Pat talk about her knees and, and I'm in her too. You know, our knees are getting old, so we're trying to protect them as long as we can. Exactly. Absolutely. So, Hey, Jacob, how about you? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Benny mentions kind of the giving back thing. And I, I relate to that too, as, and it's, it's, hard for me to say no though I kind of come at it from a different approach mm -hmm. and um, I really do enjoy helping people and giving back and also I don't really know when uh, to stop sometimes and so one of my self-care practices is actually being able to say no and not feel bad about it I think um, you know not in like a disrespectful or mean way to whoever is asking for something but just say hey for me right now I need to, I'm not able to do that I would love to help another time but Right now, uh, I have to say no, and that kind of gives me a little bit more rest so that when I mm -hmm. am available to help, I'm, I'm not doing it from a place where I'm already exhausted or kind of beaten down. Right, exactly. Boundaries are really, really important. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Now, you, mentioned, you mentioned replenishment, and, and I had this practice in college where I, would, I had this thing called a replenishment cycle. Oh. Um, and it's not something that I, I'm doing well right now, especially with you know the last year and the pandemic and all that. Um, but, you know, it was things that I would set for myself, like once a week, I will do this. Once a month, I have to do this. Um, you know, every day I'll spend 10 minutes doing this thing. And uh, right now that doesn't exist for me, but it's, you know, things that I do that give me rest. That's great. And rest is different than sleeping, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes. <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, it's, you should be ideally life should be possible to have both not sacrificing one for the other right yeah so if i'm gonna rest all i can do is sleep well no i mean you can rest with reading a book you can rest with i mean with cooking you can rest with taking a walk in nature i mean there are all different components and descriptions of what rest would look like not just sleeping Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, that's something I also had to learn was, you know, I, I can't choose a nap as part of this replenishment cycle. It, it does have to <laughs> do things that, you know, bring me energy and, and make me feel rested, even if physically I'm maybe have a little more tired afterwards, right. you know. 
Sure. And Jacob, you mentioned too, as far as like, you know, it's difficult to say no, that's self-care in itself as well to try to say no more often. That's better for yourself because you can only please so many. I've learned that in definitely in the last at least 10 years of trying to say it a little bit more often. And I'm like, I I can't please everyone. It's almost nearly impossible. Your plate only can hold so much. Exactly. But you're younger than I am, so he can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well, what's interesting is that you bring up the H piece and that if you think back or if you've done any reflection back over, let's say, the past couple of centuries, self-cares all of a sudden seems like it's the topic of conversation. And our unplug of last year created that. However, back in what was it, the the 1900s, 19th century, was when self-care first started, and that was, and this might be a little controversial and might create some interesting discussion, but Mm -hmm. it was when the role of the woman in the family changed. Mm -hmm. And if you think about longevity and you think about legacy where we are as individuals today with everything going on not only personally but politically uh, societally economically it's been a process that we've been along and so this is the result of how we have been living the activities and the decisions of what has happened in the past. And when it comes to self-care, I think that right now it's so, such a topic of conversation Mm -hmm. and importance is that for individuals, we've become so disconnected from our physical selves. And we've been on this hamster wheel, in my opinion, this hamster wheel of striving. And and our focus has been outside of ourselves, more on appearance, activity. I think in the big business world, it's about grinding and hustling and this and that and and whatever. And, And what's happened is there's become an imbalance in our lives. And that imbalance last year hit us physically through the virus. If you take a look back over the last, geez, 10, 20 years, or what I've personally experienced over the last 20 years, just to talk about one system, our food system has changed significantly. And we've become more drive-through, more fast, fast food, more instant gratification, and eating what we've called food, created as food, and yet it hasn't been food which nourishes and supports right. our systems. Right. And, and that's just one aspect of mm-hmm. it. I mean, at, at the core, of self-care. It really is a set of rituals, regimes, simple daily practices that help us as individuals recharge. It helps us to repair and it helps us to regroup and to Jacob's experiences and what he shared daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, replenish ourselves so that we're back at a state of balance so that we're so much more so we can give more so we can serve more so we can show up better truly self-care is for everybody and it's for every body self-care spans gender age ethnicity economic environment social classes country and culture 
And if you take a look around, you'll see, like for instance, the blue zones. There are, uh, I, I'm not, five, five places around the world where they have the healthiest and the healthiest lifestyle that brings longevity. And there are specific components of that. And that is environment, it's food, it's a sense of community, it's uh, so many things. And we actually have a place here in America, Loma Linda, California, that actually is a blue zone, a recognized blue zone. Um, it's a fascinating book. I would highly recommend it, that people would read it so that they understand. And um, as a resource, that's gonna help just shift the lens and perspective. I mean, I'm all about that, having that conversation about, okay, this is where you are. This is where you're going. Is it serving you well? If not, then let's take a look at what else is available, right? Is there a perspective change? That's pretty impressive, actually, because I actually, while you were talking about that, I had no clue there was such a thing called blue zones, and I looked it up, and there it is. There are quite a few spots, and there is one in California, and I, there's Iowa, Minnesota. There's a bunch of different places, and, of course, worldwide. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it really is. And what's I, – I have a, a dear friend and business colleague – who has supported, who has educated me so much more on blue zone living and making small incremental changes that at this time in my life, that's the largest impact on my self-care. And it, it's taking a look at the food component for me personally. Um, so check it out on Instagram, check it out. I mean, go on the internet, check it out. It's, it's a great book. They've got a wonderful uh, cookbook. And uh, yeah, I think it just will bring a little more, if you will, flavor to your life and your self-care. So if we really take a look at self-care and give yourself permission what you're doing is you're allocating time to focus on yourself. Typically, self-care is marketed exclusively or significantly more to women. And it's all over social media with lots of pictures of wine and girls nights out or girls gathering, meditation, there's massage, there's uh, beautiful exotic, vacation pictures, and then there's body products. There are ways to meditate, yoga practices, hot tea. I mean, but what's interesting is that to be able to embrace self-care and understand what self-care is and what works for you, it really comes down to a personal inventory and reconnecting to yourself, not only physically, but emotionally, mentally, and even spiritually. And when any of those aspects are out of alignment, it creates an imbalance in your entire life. And I'm just chatting on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, I'm agreeing with you and you couldn't, I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. There's, you know, obviously the physical side of self, self-care. Socially, there's a side to self-care, mental, uh, spiritual, and of course, emotional. They all affect uh, and uh, impact people in different ways, especially what we're doing, uh, dealing with, with the COVID situation. It's taken back, um, you know, a lot of my hosts. They are no longer coming to the studio. And that is a big social self-care issue so they're yeah. doing things now like you online which we're still trying to bring that in as a social atmosphere it's just missing something slightly which we are trying to adjust 
Um, sure. My boys, you know, they miss being with their friends at school, you know, because they for a while had to really cut back and there was no, you know, they couldn't go. And now they're starting to go just a couple hours a week. And it's just a little bit of uh, immersion back into that. But they still have to just come straight back home. They can't really hang out as much until we get a little further down the line with uh, the protection. So, you know, a lot of things are uh, involved and in the emotional aspect, too, because they get really bummed. And me, too, because you can only play with them so much like Legos. Right? I, I mean, I can play with Legos all day long. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> well, and, and to bring up your point, Sabrina, about how um, it is has been marketed towards women in, in a different way than it has towards men. I think there's this there's a big stigma around mm -hmm. men taking care of themselves, like you've mentioned a, a couple times in this show. Um, and I'd like to think that, you know, as the years have passed, that it's becoming more common commonly discussed and um maybe a little bit less taboo or mm -hmm. weird i guess for men to practice these things that you know are typically done by women you know if you were going to say typically um i think i'm lucky that i was raised in an area where it wasn't as much of a you know there wasn't as much of a stigma around it so you know things like my my fiance doesn't think it's weird if I do a face mask with her, for example, you know, and it's one of those like typical things. That you didn't like, oh, invite like, me. Come on. Yeah. I'm sorry, Benny. I mean, ah. <laughs> you know, one day I will, but, uh, yes. awesome. <laughs> it, it's one of those like products where you're like, if you're a guy and you buy one at the store, you, you know, there's like, Oh, maybe you're going to get a weird look or something. Um, or like people will assume that you're buying that for a female, you know? Um, so and really yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And Jacob has nice skin. So <laughs> ah, there really you go. jealous. I see my face yeah, the person's Benny. really yeah. <laughs> the person next to us really jealous that you yeah, really do have nice skin. Well maybe you should try it. <laughs> well thanks. <laughs> but that is part of self-care. Typically yeah. it typically golf and lifting heavy weights mm -hmm. yeah. has been solely the way men have taken care of themselves. Well, they have emotions, they have conflicting and heavy thoughts because they have added responsibilities of being uh, family providers and running businesses, just like women do. It's just that gender wise, there should be, in my opinion, more of an equality to it. Granted, it looks different. Yeah, I think I think it's um, it it's damaging in both ways too. You know, the pressure on women to um, act a certain way, you know, in like a in a heterosexual relationship, for example, or to um, take on the motherly role. You know, it's like that being the expectation. You know, uh, and then for the men to be the provider or be macho or all these things. I, th I think it it's damaging to both sides. And when you find kind of a common ground in the middle or, or start to like dip into the other typical roles, if you will, um, I think it creates a lot of freedom for self-expression and joy and, and rest and self-care as you, you know, we're talking about today. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you get to a place where in your relationship, because you're more connected with yourself and what feeds you, nourishes you, gives you rest, builds you up, uh, it it's the same no matter what gender. And it's important to connect to that essence of who you are and celebrate the gifts, the talents and what you bring to the table. There's, and it, it's, okay, could really, <laughs> it frustrates me as a woman um, that, there are such adamant and angry individuals that are seeking to be seen and heard and valued. And they're so wrapped up in that for themselves that they unfortunately do not see, hear, or value others so what they're asking for is something that they're not giving back. So I think that right now we're in an environment where we can be very influential to our future 
and the future of our families, our countries, our world, if we really can connect back to ourselves and figure out for ourselves who we are and heal ourselves and do our own personal work. And that is why this is such a, uh, an ongoing important conversation to have. I learned self-care from uh, my mom and what I remember about her self-care was it was cocktail hour every night with my dad for one hour. Don't interrupt us. It was bubble baths. It was um, pedicures. It was going to the beauty parlor. It was shopping. All of those, all of those activities. And I didn't have modeled for me what my dad did for self-care. And my dad traveled a lot growing up. Um, so as a kid, I was more about out and playing, socializing. I did sports. Uh, I kind of isolated myself from my brothers and my sisters and I needed downtime. So I was a reader. I became a writer, um, listened to music. And, and then the culture shifted. And at this point, I need to break. <laughs> I need to break right here during the show. So I want to ask you a question. I'll, I'll share the next part in a minute, a couple minutes. But I wanted to thank you for listening and tuning in. And we're going to go for a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how do you pursue and how do you, how do you even get started on self-care? You're listening to the Dr. Pat show and I'm your guest host today, Sabrina Wright. So we'll catch you in a couple of minutes. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific 
with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, and I'm the guest host today. My name is Sabrina Wright, and today we're talking about self-care and how it's not your mama's self-care, bubble baths and pedicures. We've got a lively conversation going, and I want you to be able to participate as well. So I encourage you to call in to 1-800-930-2819. Let's hear what you've got to say. Share what you're doing for self-care. Let's talk. So during the break, we were talking about uh, a little bit more about Blue Zones and how it really is. There, there's information in there that is perspective shifting. And so how do you know what self-care is for you? How do you even, how do you even get started, right? We all go through that. Well, earlier in the show, I mentioned that back in the 19th century, there was an interest in health reform that came as a direct response to the social uncertainties of the time. And this was when the women's work role changed in the family. With changing women's roles, feminism created a greater generalistic, general interest in health matters. And one suggestion was that it was socially logical to respond to common everyday problems by changing the way that they interacted and took care of themselves. I mean, if you look back or if you fast forward, but kind of look back in the history, you'll find that the actual term of self-care was being coined back in the 1950s and that it was used to describe how patients who were institutionalized could cultivate a sense of self-worth. And they did this through acts of care and preservation trying to understand post-traumatic stress. This later then spread into a medical community focus and then to a larger community focus, cities, states, things like this. What I found that was really interesting, and this will probably need to be a conversation for another time, was that the Black Panthers back in the 50s and 60s were, organizer, were organizers, they were community and political leaders that were focusing on fighting racial injustice. And they, this, this was what I found fascinating. They practiced community care. So for example, what, what happened during that time was that they distributed food to those who were in need in their communities. They created health clinics. They built programs to educate and share information with others in their community. And the party as a whole put care into action in very real ways into the communities. I, I, was, I was excited about that because it really does start with yourself and then it flows out to your families, out to your friends, and, and, and it's an incremental growth setup so that it comes out to the communities, into the world and into where we live and operate right now. Um, I I understand legacy, I understand longevity. However, it wasn't something that was modeled or even discussed 
in my young life or even young adult life. It was about the here, the now, the me, this is what I want to do without any thought as to the future. And I think that right now in our current social situation, we're having to think about those things. We have many women who are out of work and now their roles have changed again another big cultural shift is occurring their roles are changing in 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 the family um there was a lot of homeschooling that was happening last year kids now are starting to go back to school but now it's it's about how do we create our lives moving forward so if we take a look at self-care and the role of women in the family of self-care, they've had to make shifts and adjust again as to what's best for the family and the complete operation of the family unit. While as individuals or I want to say single people or people who uh, live alone, they've had to adjust as well. And so the focus then, what's going to feed me? What am I missing? What do I need? We're dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression. We're dealing with social disconnection. How do we come together? How do we get that sense of community back? Um, the journey has been shifting all along. If you take a look, if you take a look at your general lifespan and you look at the things that used to feed you, if you look at the activities, even the people who you used to associate with or you worked with or you played with, that's changed over the years. And so really good purposeful self-care needs to be organic because as we age, as our choices change and our circumstances change, we need to be fluid in that. Benny, you keep saying at your age. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I only said it once. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's fine. You, you can throw me in. Oh, that's fine. I, I can take it. I'm sh shots are fired. Shots are fired. I get it. No, 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 no. So you're worried about your knees and you've got two young oh. Yeah. You've got two young men who are keeping you busy, right? I do. I have twin boys. They're 10. Oh, gosh. Tons of energy. They do. They do. And, you know, they're more indoors now, and that's the last year and a half have been the struggles. And I try to get them outside, and they're like, no, we don't really want to, which is a struggle at times, and it's a mental game. But only for them, it makes them, like, their emotional spirits raise, you know, their vibrations a little bit more as well. And for me, too, even for just a couple of minutes, just to kind of break it up a little bit. So, but yes, I have thought lately in the last, uh, for sure, a couple of years, I mean, they are getting more active and I've been careful on other things that I've been doing. I haven't been, you know, staying out, playing ball with my guys and my friends and stuff like that, too, because I want to stay healthy for them. Eating a little bit better, too. I know that makes a big deal. Um, that's uh, self-care that I've been aware of more in the last few years also. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and stretching. So, you got to stretch. Don't forget to stretch. <laughs> always. Motion is lotion for the body. Right. And if you don't move it, definitely you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. And it's harder to get back into a regular movement, flexibility, mobility focused activity then if you just maintain it. Exactly. Unless you're like Ichiro, because somehow that guy keeps going. <laughs> he really does. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he does do a lot of stretching. That's just for reference. Well, and, and the older that you get, the more important it is to be flexible and mobile, yeah. not necessarily strong. Life gives you bumps and hiccups and all kinds of traumas, whether 
you know, you're a, a, a Sunday school teacher or whether you're a race car driver, your body has situations where you've got impact to it. You have injury that happens to it. Limits is what you're saying. Limits. <laughs> <laughs> true limits. I mean, you can push them, but I mean, true right. limits. And so mm -hmm. you're better served to focus on flexibility and mobility because as your body stays in alignment that way, you're as strong as you need to be for what you have to accomplish. Right. I mean, we've got joints and we've got muscles that move and stretch and, and we can bend and reach and lift, but don't forget to twist and shout and jump mm -hmm. and all of those great things. I'm excited that you have twin 10 year olds that are going to help keep you that active. Right. I'm a big I'm fan a choice, of my friend. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And, and uh, it's, it's also a good thing because the, if I draw a comparison between their age now and when I was younger, I did the whole reverse. I was outside all the time. I was just, a, I lived in Alaska, so there was plenty to do outside, but man, get a book in front of me and I would fall asleep within five minutes. And I still continue to do that today. I'm just not a huge reader, but I put my kids in that position. They could read books for days. So I've got to give them a lot of love for the mental aspect for their, um, self-care that way because they enjoy reading thoroughly I mean it's it's uncanny I'm like they, they get it from their mom not from me so <laughs> uh -huh. um, I'm impressed it's though the that way environment. It's yeah totally environment mm -hmm. I think that you have a, a huge exciting opportunity coming as they get a little bit older right and um, the we come out of 2020 better stronger and more focused i think that you've got an incredible adventure and journey with them introducing them to all of those things that right you grew up with and you were exposed to mm -hmm. yep still do that we try to sneak out you know again it's limitations right now for the general public and so forth so those are the the tough times for us parents especially newer parents even younger than me or older with younger kids i should say um, that need to get them out. I mean, that's the struggle that they're facing. And same with me. It's like, I want to go out, but there's limitations on what we need to do. So we have to be very creative and push our brain a little further to find those yeah. options. Yeah. How about you, Jacob? How has your self-care changed or from five, 10 years ago to now? Yeah. Uh, so five years ago, I was, I was still living in my college town, uh, which is Eastern Washington. And, and, that, that matters because the pace of life out there is a lot slower than it is over here on the, the uh, west side, you know. Uh -huh. um, so a lot of the self-care practices I had out there were, you know, slower, more, you know, almost like I would say peaceful, I guess. So some of them were I'd, I'd go on a hike every two weeks or so. Um, I would be sure to read frequently. Mm -hmm. uh, and over here, I've found out found that I have a lot less time to read. And I know that that's not actually true. I, I have the same amount of time, but it's the way I prioritize things. Um, that's a really important part. True. Yeah. And, and so I think my, my self-care out here is maybe a bit more social and it has to do with uh, the amount of time I'm spending around other people. And my family lives over here. So I can, I can now I can easily prioritize time with them um, working on projects for at their house or uh, you know, going on drives through the city, um, things that I couldn't do out in Pullman. And, and so I think ge like the geographics of it have really shifted and shaped the way that I practice self-care now. Um, but also just the, the people that are around me, I think really affect that for me. Sure. Absolutely. That's, that's so true. And I mean, that's how in different stages of life in different situations, as you live and grow and, and do and be, you need that that fluidity it's um and yet there is an importance and a discipline that a self-care focus has on an individual um i know a couple of people who have non-negotiable time this time is dedicated every single day for this this and this and if i am not able to do that it affects the whole rest of my day and it's not worth it. And so that would be uh, that first cup of coffee in the morning. I don't know about anybody else, but if I can walk in the yard and there's, it's a 
kind of a crisp morning. Oh, we have a caller. I didn't Ooh. want to interrupt you, though. Can, if you want to continue. No, that's okay. I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring on our caller. It's Lisa. She's joining us from Southern California. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hello. Um, good afternoon, I, or almost afternoon, to all three of you. Thanks. I have to say, I, I'm a huge fan of this show, and I have listened to different people on Transformation Talk Radio. But having the three of you, the dynamic and the interaction of the three of you, has been really um, powerful and really in, in, inspiring. And uh, my question to you all three is... That was very sweet of you. Very sweet of you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll accept it for everybody. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. My, my suggestion is um, I think it'd be fabulous if you all would offer, and not necessarily together, but offer a, um, a, a webinar or a, some sort of um, gathering where you could have a, continue this conversation with people because there's a lot of people that don't realize how vital self-care is. So if Especially, I mean, I'm so impressed, Jacob and Benny, that you guys do things and practice self-care. Because like Sabrina has said throughout this um, last almost hour, it's more women focused usually than men. And it is absolutely a universal human being, almost like an animal. Animals are better at self-care than humans are, right? And male-female animals, right? Mm -hmm. So I, anyway, my, I don't really have a question. I just oh. am encouraging you all to maybe think about taking the next step and offering your services because I think it'd be really, really empowering the people. Oh, thank Love you. That. Totally appreciate yeah. that, Lisa. Yeah. yeah thanks so much. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that, guys. <laughs> it's a possibility. Or you just continue listening to the Transformation Talk Radio Network. There's plenty there as well as KKNW for all your, you know, actions to be helped out with. And so, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And again, thank you, Dr. Pat, mm -hmm. for the opportunity to be here today to have this conversation. Um, truly, truly blessed and, and, and such a gift. This month, May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. So last month was stress awareness. This month is mental health awareness. And so I would encourage everybody to really take that self-inventory and take a look at just what is working for you, what isn't working for you, what feeds your body nutritionally, but also what feeds your spirit, what brings you that, uh, that giddy little joyful bubble right in your core, right? Right in, in the essence of your being, what brings you that and do more of that. Self-care as a basic routine, there are some things that I recommend and this helps with mental health because what you're doing is you're investing in yourself. It's staggering to understand that one in three adults here in the US have reported symptoms of anxiety or depression. And I think it's vital that practicing self-care is the greatest opportunity to change that. So it's a great place to start, and it's one step at a time, making small incremental changes to how you live your life. You can pick one area and just build a new habit. I would say one new habit a month, get that really solid, and then the next month, make another change. And as you develop these new habits, you're going to begin to find benefits in all areas of your life, excuse me, which in turn motivates the continual shift towards self-care in other areas. So number one, Benny, you said this, Jacob, you have as well. It's about getting physical. There are psychological benefits that uh, come from movement. You have a higher self-esteem for yourself, there's better sleep, you squash depression, you eliminate anxiety. And this doesn't mean that you have to be going to the gym because right now, quite frankly, you know, some places you can, the gym is open and some aren't. But the thing is, it's about movement. So get back out into nature. Uh, a second thing is affirmations. 
what are the thoughts and what are you talking to yourself about? Positive words. These feed your subconscious and practice it for at least the next 30 days. Be purposeful about that. I also recommend journaling. Now, I'm a big journaler, have been all my life, and some people just don't write. So, journal. You can make bullet points. You can just do a brain dump where you just empty your whole entire brain onto the page, but it's going to really be helpful to refocus that brain and leave negativity behind. I also recommend adding CBD to your routine. It's one of my newest staples in my self-care regime and it's so versatile. It helps with anxiety, pain in the joints, it calms inflamed skin. CBD helps for a number of things and you can find that on my website, The Right Balance, the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Also incorporate a sleep routine. And this is one of the best routines that you can start because getting improved sleep and deeper sleep improves your energy, your productivity, and it recharges your batteries. I know that our time is winding down here, but I want to continue the conversation. So I would like to invite you to join me next week on my show, Live the Good Life Show, here on Transformation Talk Radio and on KKNW next Thursday, the 13th at 11 o'clock in the morning, as I have a special guest and we're gonna continue this conversation. So gentlemen, I hope that you are up for it and I want you to be part of it. And I want you as audience listeners start having that conversation amongst yourselves start changing that self self-care perspective right yeah i agree 100 percent. and thanks for having me for sure and and um, jacob can speak for himself obviously yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's not too shy i know that exactly <laughs> a lot of fun thank you yeah absolutely it's an important conversation to have mm-hmm. definitely important so engage in practices that fill you up in every way. If I were to leave you with one last thought, it would be this. Self-care is necessary to feed ourselves with love, loving thoughts, in order to show up more fortified as individuals, more complete and to be able to give and serve to others. You two gentlemen are fed greatly by that. And you shared that today early in our conversation. I would encourage you to find practices and engage in them that fill you up in every single way. And that would be food that nourishes and is enjoyable. That would be movement every day. That would be socializing, whether it's with your family, your friends, and in your community. Practice five minutes of stillness and develop a sleep routine. And the reason why you need to do all of this is because you are worth the investment and you are carriers of great gifts to yourselves, your families, our communities, and to the world at large. So on behalf of Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show, I'm Sabrina Wright, and I want to thank you for joining me here today. Check out next week's podcast, next week's conversation on Live the Good Life Show. If you'd like to get in touch with me, go to my website, the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, Balance. Until next time, be well and invest in yourself because you're worth it.